Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Ask Wardy episode 22. The show notes for this episode will be up at tradcookschool.com, tradcookschool.com, slash AW022 within 24 hours, depending on whether you're watching this live or later. Thank you so much. It's great to have you all here live. And if you're watching later too, you're special too, and I appreciate you being here. Um, if you're listening to this via iTunes and you want to watch the video, just head over to tradcookschool.com slash aw 0 22 and you can watch the video version and vice versa. If you're on video and you want to walk your dog or get moving on the dishes, just switch over to iTunes or whatever um, podcast app you have on your device and search for Ask Wardy and you can find the podcast version. This is going to be a great episode today. We have a question from Helen um, about kombucha and here it is. The short version of her question is, my kombucha is way too sour by the time I get to it. Let me tell you the long version though, because she gave us some great details. So Helen says, I have a question. I've been ha having a hard time drinking my kombucha. So when I make a batch, it sits in the jar until I finish drinking what I made the time before. Since I've let the new batch go, or I don't know which one, but I have let it go way too long on the first ferment. It tastes very vinegary and so I don't like it. So. I think she's talking about the batch that supposedly she's got to be drinking, but she's still working on the previous one. So it goes way vinegary and she doesn't like it. Here's my question. If I use a smaller SCOBY and keep the temperature cooler and let it ferment longer for the first ferment, in other words, slow it down, will it still have all the health benefits as one that has a bigger SCOBY and is at a warmer temperature? Thanks so much for answering. And here's a picture. Here's a picture. So it's in the video for those of you listening to um, the podcast version of this. You can come by the video and check that out. She's got a gallon, looks a gallon or a half gallon glass jar, and there's a spigot there on it. Okay, so there's the picture, and the picture is dated January 16th, but she wrote her question on March 9th. So this batch, you know, nearly two months has been waiting on her. Uh, to finish it. So yeah, it's going to be vinegary and sour by this point. So here I have um, about three things to talk about today, Helen, because it's a great question. Um, and I think we all find ourselves in this situation from time to time. We don't consume the same amount of kombucha all the time. I mean, we may have company or it's hot weather and we're just guzzling it, but then in winter or, you know, people are getting busy and they're not drinking it as fast. And you, for those of us that brew our kombucha, we're constantly brewing it. We don't ever want, you know, the SCOBY not to have something it's working on making. But if we're not keeping up with the consumption, we end up with all this kombucha piled up. And then what happens to it? Well, if you're not careful, it gets vinegary and sour, and then you don't enjoy eating it, drinking it. So then you drink less of it and you end up with even more of it. So there is a simple solution. In fact, two simple solutions here for you, Helen. So let's go over that now. 
Because in other words, let me just summarize Helen's question. What she wants is to keep her kombucha that she's brewing from going too sour too fast while she's trying to drink the previous batch. And whatever she does, she has a very valid, great concern that she wants her kombucha to be just as healthy. So that's really important. And that's really important to me. It would be one of my number one concerns if I was trying to adjust my process. So here we go. Solution number one is what you proposed, Helen, in your email. You said, can I use a smaller SCOBY, keep the temp cooler, and let it go longer? Yes, you can. All of this will help, especially keeping the temp cooler and letting it go longer. You don't necessarily need to have a smaller SCOBY. In fact, if you use a smaller SCOBY, you might run the risk of it not working out so well. So I'd still keep to the, just the regular SCOBY um, dimensions that, you know, you know, like an inch or so in a gallon jar. I mean, it's really flexible, but I wouldn't worry so much about the SCOBY size. Just keep it maintained to, you know, the right amount and keep the temp cooler and let it go longer. Absolutely. This is going to help. What it's going to do is what you already suggested. It's going to give you more time before it goes sour. So while you're drinking the previous batch, this one that you're brewing is taking longer to brew and hopefully the timing will be right. So when you're done drinking the previous, uh, the new one's going to be ready and perfect. Now, in you know, brewing kombucha, we talk about the perfect pH, and the perfect pH for kombucha is about 2.5 to 3.0. Not that you have to measure it. You can, it's really easy. You can get pH strips at any drugstore. They're inexpensive, you can test, it's kind of fun. It's a great experiment for the kids to you know, dip to get a little bit of that liquid on the pH strip and check the color and compare it to the scale that's provided. Anyway, that's really fun, so you can do it that way. You don't have to have a pH strip though, because you can go by taste. What you want in kombucha is for it to taste great and bubbly. It has a little bit of a sour bite, but it's still pleasantly sweet, so you enjoy drinking it, so it's not vinegary. Kombucha that's not to the right pH is kind of flat. It doesn't have that bite, that fresh sourness. It just tastes like really sweet tea. And I'm getting a comment that Jenny just started brewing continuous brew thanks to me. Great, I love that. Okay, so um, so you want you want to hit that pH, and if you cool it down um, and let it go longer, you're gonna um, drag out the time it it takes to hit that pH. So yes, that's a good solution for you. Now, as far as the health of it, because you said you want to be healthy. As long as you're getting to that desired pH, your fermentation is happening and it's the same health level. So yes, definitely slowing it down is an option for you. I do want you to be aware that you need to be careful that it's not so cool or so slow that kombucha is not being created at all. Now you would know that it's going wrong because your scoby is going to start getting moldy or you're going to get fuzzy mold around the top. Um, it's going to start getting smelly instead of that great kombucha that we know and love. So you'll be able to tell if it's too cool or it's not going well, and then you want to adjust accordingly. So that's a simple solution. Number one, um, do what you suggested. I want to give you another simple solution because let's say you've done number one and you've slowed it down, but it's still done too fast before you can get to it. Well, it's perfect, but you have way too much to drink. You don't want that batch to get vinegary and sour and you end up in the same boat again. So your solution is bottling. And I've got my wonderful Grolsch bottle here. So what you've been talking about is your first ferment 
And a bottle to bottle your kombucha is turning it into a second ferment. And what's so great about bottling is it gives you a way to preserve kombucha right where it is. In other words, it's not going to get vinegary or sour on you if you do it the way I'm about to tell you. And by the way, um, inside the lacto-fermentation e-course, if you're a member of Traditional Cooking School, we have a video for you all about this. And if you have any of my books, either the lacto-fermentation e-book or the Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods, there are bottling instructions there. Here's a very, very brief uh, how to bottle. So you're going to take that perfect kombucha from the first ferment. Whether you slowed it down or not, it's got that great pH, that great flavor where you say, ah, this is the kombucha I want. I want to preserve this. Well, you decant it into bottles. In the bottles, you either add actually before you decant. In the bottles, you're gonna add some fruit juice or some dried fruit, some additional sugar for the culture in the kombucha, and decant, leave some room so it can get bubbly, and close it up. And there, I just closed it. Of course, it's empty. And then this, you're gonna let ferment for a couple days. You wanna consume that sugar, and that sugar provides the organisms with food so that they produce gases, and because it's closed, the gases build up and naturally carbonate. And after a couple days, you're going to put this to cold storage, fridge, cold garage, or whatnot. And that is going to effectively hold it. It'll stay just where it is. And so you can take that first ferment kombucha, and if you're not ready for it or whatever, then you bottle it, and then you can preserve it wherever it is. So it's not a matter of getting the timing just right. It's just where it is, you preserve it. And it adds the fun factor. It is amazing to drink kombucha out of one of these bottles. You get the extra carbonation, you get the extra flavor from the fruit. Um, we often do blueberries, cherries, ginger. It's just fantastic. Okay, now the third point I wanna make, and I've been seeing this come up um, in the comments, I believe, um, is what do you do anyway if you have kombucha that's too sour? You've missed it. Well, what can you do about it? Well, number one, you could bottle it and add additional extra sweetener. Like instead of the normal amount of dried fruits, maybe add more, more sugar or fruit so you can re-sweeten it. You could actually just take it right in your, you know, whatever container you're keeping it in and you could re-sweeten this um, or, or decant it into a half gallon jar or a gallon jar and re-sweeten it. And you don't have to re-sweeten it with sugar necessarily if you don't want to. You could do stevia, so then you're not adding additional sugar, but you can do fruit, you could do honey, you could do maple syrup, you know, whatever, just re-sweeten it so, so the vinegar is not so prominent. The other thing you can do is if your vinegar, or sorry, your kombucha is too sour, AKA it's vinegar, use it as vinegar. So salad dressings or soaking grains or whatever you'd use vinegar for in recipes, use it as that. It'll keep forever, so like me, I have, a, I have jars of apple cider vinegar all the time that we use for this and that. Well, if I have two sour kombucha, I use it just like I do raw apple cider vinegar. So you don't need to waste it. Okay, so I've come to the end here of what I wanted to say. Just to tell you, number one, you can use your solution. Number two, you should also consider bottling because if you get the timing wrong, bottling is a way to preserve the kombucha just where it is, just where you like it and it adds the carbonation factor. And number three, don't waste the two sour kombucha, use it as vinegar. Um, I'm getting a comment. We don't do second ferment anymore. Everyone's happy with plain original. Amazing, yes. I mean, we are like that 
quite often too. My son really, really likes to bottle and he's become quite a master at it. But myself, when I was in charge of the kombucha, I didn't bother with bottling a lot of times. Um, let's see. So any questions? Ruth and Ray, if my scoby looks dry on the top, is that okay? Yes, it's okay as long as it's preserving kombucha. Per, um, preserving, uh, producing, <laughs> producing kombucha. Because of being sick, mine sat for six months. Is it safe to use? Um, it could very well be. I would just check it. If it doesn't have any fuzzy mold on it, um, you probably it's just very, very, very sour. So pour it off and um, use the SCOBY in a brand new batch and just start it right over again. In my experience, kombucha is so easy and it's the culture that's hardest to get wrong. How do you get your SCOBY so thick? Successive batches of kombucha, it will just grow. And so it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. I try to keep ours to one inch. And so that means every month or so, depending on how many batches we've made, we're peeling off the old. Kombucha tastes metallic. Is that from a combo of green and black tea? I really don't know. It might have to do with your water. That's a hard question. So you could just start by changing things. Change your tea and see if it improves. Change your water, see if it improves. Okay, well, thank you everybody for coming. This has been fantastic. Before we wrap up here, I wanna let you know if you haven't yet grabbed my free gift for you. If you're interested in fermentation, I have a fermenting formulas cheat sheet that gives you formulas for all kinds of ferments you can do in your house. Uh, safely, easily. It's just kind of a, if you want to do a quart of kraut or a quart of relish, you need this much of this, this, and this. And that's available for you at tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. One word, ferment sheet. So go grab that if you haven't already. It's a free gift. Thank you everyone for being here. I will see you again in a week for Ask Wardy. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.